All righty. Welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to the Google Studios, beautiful place. Not great weather, but really appreciate you guys making it here tonight. So let's get started. First of all, I'm D, and we have Adish. Fantastic. So we're going to be your MCs today. Uh, anything you need, just raise your hand and we'll help you out. So first of all, uh, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land and uh, pass on our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Now, this is the 50th episode of GCP Live podcast, which you probably listen to. And if not, you should definitely subscribe. It's a lot of fun. And the whole point of uh, having this live recording is so that we can get some audience participation today. So all of you bring in a lot of energy, participate, yell out, ask questions, and feel free to button in the conversations, right? Now, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about the podcast itself because Banky will talk about it. And uh, first things first, food and beverages. You all know where the food is outside. So that's a breakout area. You get a phone call. Feel free to go out and have a chat there. And the restrooms are just opposite there. So to your left. All right. So feel free to walk in and out anytime. Um, most important thing, lots of swag here. So there's three ways to get swagged today. Uh, first thing is there's pubs up trivia. It's part of the show. And you just participate in there. For that, you'll need your phone. So put your phones on silent, but definitely make sure you install the Kahoot app. I think it was looping on one of these slides. Yeah. So install this app, you'll get a code, and then you can participate in the trivia. That's one way to win swag. Another one is random trivia. So throughout the show, Adish and I will just keep asking questions every now and then. Participate in that, and you, can, you get swag. And the last thing is uh, by posting about your experience on social media. So all you have to do is just share your experience with those two hashtags, GCP Life Live and GCP Life. And then Adesh will pick interesting posts and reward you with swag. So those are the three ways to get swagged. Fine. So install your Kahoot app. That's fine. Um, and then, yeah, if you need any help or if you have any questions, just raise your hand. And one of us will get the mic to you. Don't scream from there because it's not going to get picked up. It's a recording. And don't worry about, you know, speaking perfectly because Banky is going to edit all of that in post and make you sound like <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> right? So, all good. Um, with that done, any questions? You good to go? Adish, all yours. All good to go. So, we've got an exciting show lined up. Five-star co-hosts, introduce them all one by one. We've got Trent here, a special guest from Melbourne, um, a partner engineer for Kazna from Google. Um, Trent's an all-rounder who knows everything about Google Cloud, right? Like infrastructure, <laughs> AI, 100%. any questions that we have, data, we just go to Dr. Trent and he, get, he has a solution for us. Trent also happens to be a swag fairy. So every time we run out of swag, we just tell Trent. He, he some, somehow magically makes swag appear. He always keeps saying that we are low on swag, but it just turns up. I have raided the Google swag room Trent once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. And, and he's also a cert voucher, certification, and, and you know anything learning and development. He, he's the go-to person. He can run all-day training sessions by himself. All right. Next up, we've got Lizzie. Uh, she's the lead data engineer at Kazna Group. Um, she is the data expert for this panel today. Um, I've, I've actually worked with Lizzie 
in, in two projects and every time I work with a the biggest thing that surprises me is like we're, we're in the Sydney office right and Lizzie comes to the office puts the headphones on and then produces this 10 page documentation in two hours and I'm like how does she do that right I, I hate writing documentation but Lizzie always does like crazy documentation crazy codes with the headphones she's on she's really AI yeah <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's actually And she's also the 2022 Partner All-Star Award winner. So, congrats on that. Thank you. So, just a correction. When Adish says documentation, is big data. So, that's the quote she writes as documentation. And she's also a runner. Uh, she's training for a marathon next week. Oh, no. And uh, no pressure, Lost. Lizzie. Uh, most of our conversations are about, like, you know, how do we prepare for a marathon what gels do we take? What time are we going for? So, yeah, it's always interesting chat with Lizzie. Um, next up, we've got our five-star CEO, Troy Beebe from Melbourne. You mean CTO? CTO. CTO. We, we don't know what he does. But <laughs> yeah. 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 We actually don't know yeah, what he does. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walks around. He you should walks tell, me if, yeah. tell me what I do. I yeah. have no idea. He does have, like, he walks around with five different laptops for different clients he works at. Again, we don't actually know what he does, That's but... Right. Lifestyle, um, lifestyle CTO. Lifestyle CTO is what we find out. The CTO life. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a walking movies and songs encyclopedia is what I found out last month as well. Um, mm-hmm. And pro tip, don't go out drinking with Troy because you will always lose. <laughs> 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 he can drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Ian. Um, in up from Queensland, sunny coast, um, ex-army man, loves his planes, wants to get a plane license from what I've heard, but doesn't have the time, no time, um, <laughs> loves his networking, uh, every, all the networking questions sometimes I have, I don't understand networking all that well, more of a developer. I've asked Ian lots of random networking questions and he's always got the solution. Um, and yeah, it's just, he's also a GDE, so he runs a lot of GDGs up in Brisbane. So I've, I've actually worked with Ian um, in one of those sessions a few months back, so it's great working with him. Is it, is it true that he trashed Banky's truck like the engine shot out? And- <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, wasn't me. It was, I wasn't bad. driving it. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe you guys. So I'm not sure about the aviator's license, but Banky, does he have a driver's license? <laughs> yeah, we'll Current? find out. Yeah. Current or bad? All right. Um, My truck got home. His didn't. <laughs> Speaking of Banky, the final introduction, Stephen Bancroft, a.k.a. Banky. Uh, the creator of GCP Life podcast, also a 2022 Partner All-Star winner. So congrats on that. He's a serial, serial, serial cert collector for Google Cloud. How many certs do you have, Banky? Six certs. Six, <laughs> six certs. Just about every cert that you can collect. Pikachu's. Yeah. Pokemon, yeah. Um, I've actually worked with Banky. My first project at Casnut was with Banky. Um, the one thing I found out about Banky then was, you know, like ask anything about DevOps, CICD, networking, Terraform, anything, Banky will have an answer for you. But talk about data, databases, programming, Banky will fall asleep because he, <laughs> <laughs> he does not like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, 
Off to you, Banky. Mr. DJ. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I believe all the introductions are over, so you now know the host and the co-hosts. Now, does anyone have any questions before we kick off? So, phones on silent, Kahoot installed, you're ready to participate. Put your hand up, we'll get the mic in. All good to go? Excellent. So, off to you, Banky. Welcome to GCP Life, episode number 50, for the 6th of October, 2023. GCP Life is sponsored by Kazna. At Kazna, we make your Google Cloud solutions possible. And as you've heard, I'm your host, Stephen Bancroft. On today's show, who are the fastest growing cloud vendors and where does Google sit? What's the move it hack all about and who is the latest victim? The AI train ain't stopping we look at new features of BARD and Gen AI in the AI wars. Plus, we've got a few new horror stories. But before we get to any of that, I'd like to introduce my fantastic panel here. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are we going? Yes, here we are, finally. GCP Life Live. This has been, I think, a year. 12 months ago, I mentioned it to you and to Simon and said, I wanted to get this crazy idea. We're going to take this podcast. We're going to do a live episode. I said you were crazy. There's no way it's going to go for 50. (laughs) No no way. How can you make it for 50? 50 or not, he's still crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still crazy, but we're here. We're here, yeah. And uh, I think the last, what, two, three months, we've been having regular meetings over it and working through everything, working through the content. And... We, it really didn't come together until like the last fortnight. We just sort of dropped it in with a regular <laughs> cadence of things, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. But I asked Lizzie a while ago, come on the show as a data person because we really need a data person. <laughs> <laughs> and then Trent, we got Trent up from Melbourne, so thanks for coming up. And then, yeah, you know, Troy, welcome. I mean, we don't, no one really knows what Troy does anyway. So <laughs> we, we, we lifestyle. Get, I told you, lifestyle. <laughs> runs the lifestyle. Troy doesn't know what Troy does. <laughs> <laughs> Troy doesn't know what Troy does. But um, you guys, you guys been up to anything tech adventure wise? No, yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Um, There's something oh. about Gen AI in the oh, news. Gen AI, hit the, the sound effect. Oh, no, no, don't oh. spoil it. Generative AI, generative AI, generative AI. So it's like bombers, developers, developers. Except that was 100% great. Destroy the whole effect of it there. But anyway... No, it's, uh, I've been playing around with um, trying to get with that PeerTube node up and running. Mm-hmm. Anyone yeah, right. here play with PeerTube? Anyone play with PeerTube? No? So, so PeerTube is a roll your own YouTube. You know, we're not trying to compete with, you know, these fantastic products from Google. But <laughs> That's right. You can <laughs> roll your own YouTube and it's called PeerTube. Um, and basically, you, you can host your own videos. You don't have to put up with that crappy algorithm that comes over from that sort of <laughs> corner, right? You host your own videos. You can cache. You can p- pair with other YouTubes and you can cache their uh, peer tubes and cache their videos. And you can have it like you can self-host it. So it's distributed YouTube. Distributed YouTube, right? It's like Mastodon. Like Mastodon. Yeah, it's all open source, right? So I've been mucking around with that. Um, done it all in Ansible. Yeah, right, cool. so I got my whole um, uh, Proxmox environment there. I spin the boxes up with Terraform, and then I build build the thing out with Ansible. Um, got it finally all running. Mucked around with Yarn. I had to get Node twenty something <laughs> running. Got all that working right. 
But then, of course, I'm on Optus NBN, and Optus NBN don't expose port 80, so I can't register for a Surbot. Um, wow. So, <laughs> yep, I'm sure as hell ain't going to pay for an SSL certificate, no. right? So, I have to wait. So, once, if you listen to the show, you probably know I'm moving house. Once we move, I'll probably go with Superloop or someone like that, and then I'll get port 80, and then I can, I can host it and I can register the thing. So, anyway, it's all sitting there ready to go. But that's been my little tech adventure. Yeah, no, that's yeah, good. Yeah. You yeah. could host it on Google Cloud, too. No, because that would cost me a bomb. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not I that expensive, no thank you. Yeah. Right? I, I heard it's actually quite affordable. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you've you, you got you to have some spinning, some spinners in there. You, yeah, need, right. you need a bit of dedicated disk. Right, right. I suppose I could use Fuse or something like that and yeah. back-end it on the GCS. But I don't want to muck around with that. I, I've got... Yeah, 20, 20 terabyte now. I think Fuse is native now on Kubernetes. Fuse is native. Fuse is native. Fuse is native. On Kubernetes, that's a big one. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I've been at. Um, now, you'll have to excuse me because I am multitasking here. I've got many, many things I have to do here. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, um, anyone else set any certs? Anyone set any certs during Fortnite? During recently? Anyone set any certs recently? Well, I did. I set the, <laughs> I set the clouds. Your nice. little, this is my show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is because we know what well, well, we show. Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah. I set the crowd. I set the, the cloud digital leader cert, and I passed. Well done. So yeah. Um, and we're doing lots of uh, CDL or Cloud Digital Leader at our customers as well. It's a yep. great one yep. for business all the way down. Yeah. To, yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah. So if you've not who. I'm not trying to sort of, who doesn't have a Google Cloud cert here? Okay, guys, go and do the CDL. I highly recommend it as your first introductory thing. Uh, you'll learn the language. You'll yeah. learn like, like Cloud Talk, like PaaS and IaaS and all that kind yep. of stuff, right? You'll learn all of that. A uh, bit of business to sort of leverage in there as well. Um, it's a great kickoff cert. Yep. Cool. So a question for the audience here, here we go, because sir. we are talking about cloud and certs and Google cloud and data centers and stuff. Quick question. True or false? All of Google cloud runs on renewable energy across the globe. Uh, is that for us or? No, it's for, for the, the audience. audience. Swag, yeah. for the audience. Swag. I was going to answer that. Some swag <laughs> for grabs. So easy question. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? It's 50-50, uh, so I'm going to say true. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, oh, should we get the spinner up? We yeah, get, get the spinner. Spin you got to spin for so some swag. Spinner, yeah. Here we go. Spinner up. Yep. Okay, man. Big money. Big money. <laughs> oh, hang on. There's a few different pins over there, actually. So as of 2017, all of Google Cloud data centers across the globe run on 100% renewable energy. So just by moving your workloads to Google Cloud, you run a green business. Yeah, mm. there you go. And they've got a great um, CO2 footprint uh, dashboard in Google Cloud as well. I think it's one of the best. Gives you yeah. on every billing cycle how much carbon yep. it is. You, you know, so me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so if that's yep. it per second or per minute. Yeah. All right, another quick question for the audience. Um, there was a mention of AI and generative AI. What was Google's very first AI, introduction of AI? AI, 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 generative AI, generative AI, generative AI, AI as AI. Exactly. So which Google product was the first one to use AI? Who wants to answer? Is it Google Now? 
Oh, jeez. Humiliation. Which was the first Google product to use AI? I'm not sure neither, but maybe Looker? Oh, oh no, hang on. Oh, <laughs> product. First Google product. I would have got that wrong. <laughs> you got to ask for my Inbox. <laughs> Maps. Nope. Nope. What's going to Just taking a step in the dark. Um, <laughs> Google App Engine. I'm not. <laughs> 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 Google search. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the spinner up. You know? <laughs> Come in, spin up. <laughs> big money, big money. Water bottle. Water bottle, there we go. All right. Nicely done. Last question for the audience and then back to Banky. How old is Google? Google just celebrated its mm. birthday last week. Oh. 25 years. Right, hey, you got it. Oh. Nice. There we go. Another spinner. The cap. 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 Dude, we're going to run out of swag at this rate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is, that is that running on GCP? Is that, is that a cloud, cloud function? <laughs> Some sort of function, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, go, go do the CDL. Um, so just quickly, before we get on the show, um, Google Podcasts going away. Yes. Another one meets. Another one bites the dust. Another one um, hits the graveyard. So, so we're on Google Podcasts, but the thing is, they're moving to YouTube Podcasts, mm. and I think this is uh, a direct response to Spotify, mm-hmm. um, because Spotify are getting it all in, in one one stop shop. Yeah, makes sense to put music, Google Music, Google Music podcasts yep. all in there, right? Yep. Um, it's interesting how Apple is deviating from that. They they've split theirs out. So once upon a time, Apple Music used to do everything, and now you've mm. got Apple Music and Apple Podcasts yeah. on your on your phone. So yeah, right. I mean, that was from the iTunes day where you had iTunes, yeah, oh, yeah videos yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, in pod- there. Just the worst interface and app <laughs> I've ever used. It used to be good, and it quickly oh, went bad. It yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, Pixel Eight. Oh, yeah, yes, Pixel 8's out. Pixel 8 has dropped. Uh, what have Telstra, we got? Telstra's we, been pinging me endlessly for days now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so buy the new Pixel 8. <laughs> so I've got some numbers here. Uh, the Pro, uh, the 6, 6.7 Acura display, 42% brighter, 50 megapixel camera. Now it has macro focus. Mm. Um, you can do from 1 to 120 refresh rate, uh, better low light. Fantastic. I guess it's a higher ISO. Uh, auto focus now on the front camera, which is handy, mm. uh, and includes a 10 to 3 chip designed for AI. It yeah, does, but it's a, it's got other stuff too. There's, oh, um, there's tons of stuff. There's there's tons of stuff, but there's like uh, there's an ability now to remove uh, noisy audio out of videos, and the yep. Magic Eraser is is heaps better. Yep. Best take. Yeah. Best take for families like mine who are trying to take a, a picture of the family. And there's always one kid that won't smile or is looking away. <laughs> looking the other way. Yeah. So then you can composite and go, actually, your head looked really good in that photo and your head looked good in that photo. Yep. Here we Smash go. Smash them together. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Print yeah. it out. It's on the, goes on the mantelpiece. Yeah. And you've got that many, I guess. Well, uh, yeah. With five kids, it's hard. Five kids. Yeah. Uh, Pixel Watch 2. Now, I'm rocking a Pixel Watch 1, and I've complained about it on the show before. The battery life sucks. But that's it's yeah, terrible, fit, right? Fitbit. Yeah, that's they, they, they've... they've, they've Improved it now in the yeah. uh, Pixel Watch 2, apparently, significantly. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, new bands are some really cool-looking bands. They're compatible with Pixel Watch 1, apparently. So, um, oh, yeah. The other thing I noticed today, actually, is uh, with the Fitbits, because mm. I've got a Fitbit, and I've got the Fitbit app on my Pixel, 
is Google have now moved you into... Oh, yeah. Like you can move your account into Google. Into now Google. Ah, it's starting so to integrate. Yeah. So they're yeah. integrating it in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. So nice. quick question for the audience. Speaking of products, which was Google's first consumer hardware product? Hardware. Hardware Ooh. product, which you can hold in your hands and work with it. Mm. Which was the first Google hardware product? Is it the Nexus by HTC? <laughs> <laughs> What was it, D? Tell us. Chromecast. 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 There you go. I can't give you a correct sound, D, because, you know. What about the search? (laughs) You cheated. (laughs) I can't participate. What about the search appliance that they released into enterprises? Still new. Okay. Mm. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, Let's move on. Let's let's move on to a couple of horror stories. Uh, They're always fun. (laughs) Now, I, I know Ian and I have got one, but I, I know I, I canvassed you guys earlier in the week and said, have you got any horror stories? How would you go, Trent? Did you, uh, you dream one up? I've got a horror story uh, that involved my days when I was working for a big IT firm. and We, were, we had an account that, uh, that we managed and everything, and it had a large monolith application and everything. It wasn't uh, anything like we have today. Not, no, no microservices, nothing like that. And... Um, just basically had two layers, uh, a web layer, app layer, and uh, well, and a database layer as well. And uh, under load, you know, the what was observing um, with the metrics is that there was getting a lot of queuing going on in in both layers. And uh, the arrangement was that we had no visibility of the hardware at all. Okay, so it, it wasn't a DevOps situation at all. Like your developers are over here, ops are over here, and barely any communication in between. Um, so under load, we were seeing all this queuing going on and that effectively meant that in customers could not use the website and money was being lost handover for like mega bucks getting lost. And what was happening is basically we were going to get sued. So the lawyers had lined up, but, and it was the developers like myself that were working day and night to try and figure out what the hell is going on with this source code that would, would, you know, show that, you know, uh, requests are being queued, um, not RAM, not or anything like that, uh, not CPU, but queues. And we worked for a couple of months, day and night, sleeping on couches in the office to try and figure this out. I was very well acquainted with this source code, um, but in the end, what happened was they they found out that the the SAN attached to the DB was faulty, <laughs> running at, at at half duplex, oh. right. Which caused the queuing, which Hardware would explain problems. Queuing. Hardware problems that we had no observability over. So in situations like that, it's really easy for people to point the finger at you when it's not yeah. your fault. Okay, which it yeah. wasn't our fault. Yep. Ops guys uh, should have been all over that. On board, right? Ops guys should have been all over that. Exactly. Yep. And, and, and it's one of those things that it's probably not even a problem you almost not have today. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. with the different levels of observability. and This it, doesn't it, exist. It doesn't yeah. exist. But yeah. at the time, it was so litigious that we would have been thrown off the account and then sued. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, when um, you're managing your own on-prem and hardware and all that, you've got, that, that's just a headache you don't need. Oh, Especially the cloud. Yeah. That's the cloud. Yeah. That's the cloud. I know, I know. Yeah. So that's why I'm really so fond of the cloud, really. Yeah. Um, but that, that, look, that was a horror story. But the fact that, you know, we was getting basically served, you know, we're going to yeah. get sued for a problem that wasn't ours and we didn't cause. 
And so what? Get the vendor out, replace the hardware eventually? Is that, is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But once yeah. they replaced the hardware, it's like the, the science was, was almost deafening. It's green, like, okay, yeah, this is usual. Yeah, yeah. And, that, you know, and the poor consultants were, you know, effectively, you know, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, you got one for us? Uh, well, something somewhat similar, I suppose. This might date me, but back in the Sun era, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was working on an E10K at a large telco in Australia. There's a, I'm there's only familiar a couple, with that particular uh, E10K, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, big, big, massive boxes. You know, they were like thing, half yeah. a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. So you, I'm on it on command line, you know, in production. All of a sudden... Mm part of the file system goes missing. I'm like, hmm, that's odd. That doesn't seem steam right. So then I go to another another area. It's like everything looks like it's all working. The app's actually still running. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, another part of the file system goes away. Eventually the you know no longer accessible to the box. Yep. Turns out, you know, after investigation Back in the day, you used to have cleaners in data centers that would come by and clean. <laughs> had knocked one of the power supplies that had knocked out the SAN that was <laughs> supplying the E10K. And so the disk was just gone, but the operating system was still like... It was like one of those chickens running around without like any head cut off, just like sort of operating in half, half mode. So anyway... That was a bit of a horror story. You got through it. I've got a couple others, but I'll, that'll yeah, be yeah, another no, time. Yeah, there's plenty more episodes yeah. of the show. Oh, You've got to save them. So. D. Cool. So speaking of data centers, uh, quick question. True or false? All of Google Cloud's networking is absolutely virtual. There's no physical device. So when you say network, subnetwork, router, load balancer, everything's just fugazi. It's all just software. True or false? False. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the answer is true. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Everything's virtual. Everything's virtual. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Quick one. Um, when we say compute power data centers, Google's quantum computer Syracuse is forty-seven years faster than the world's fastest supercomputer. Digest that. World's fastest supercomputer, Syracuse is forty-seven years faster. How big is Syracuse's CPU? Is it the size of a desktop computer? Is it as big as a laptop? Is it as big as a phone? Or is it as big as a SD card? How big is Syracuse's CPU? I guess it's like a phone. <laughs> Any of the panel? Any ideas? Troy, what do you think? I uh, saw this question earlier, so I'm not going to answer. <laughs> We've got a Googler in the house. That's the right answer. Yep, yep. Cool. All right. Well, uh, did you end up coming up with one, Lizzie? Yeah, I yeah, do. Okay. I do have a horror story. Um, I guess my history in tech might not be as long and check it as some of you guys. So check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. I don't have a story about a data center blowing up, but um, yeah, I've certainly. Um, made my fair share of mistakes. So, yeah, when I was starting out in my first role out of uni um, in more of a data analytics role for a consulting firm, we were doing some work with simulation models, so um, basically simulating the, a transport network and all the buses and trains moving through it and doing simulation modelling on, um, yeah, different kind of scenarios. Now we had a meeting, an important meeting with the client the next day, so I was it was my responsibility to put the simulation on overnight and come come back in the morning and check the results. And when I came up 
back in the morning, uh, I was yeah horrified to see that it was nonsensical because I'd made a mistake with the inputs. Um, mm. So yeah, that was a I guess a steep learning curve. If something's going to take overnight to run, just double check things, or even better, automate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Batch. Oh yeah, batch jobs. Yeah. I love the the, the horror story so far as well. I explained mine. Yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> of course it is. Not my fault. Oh, this is honest, right? Yeah, 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 actually, yeah. it's my fault. It was yeah. definitely my fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've got one that kind of is my fault. <laughs> and. I, of course, we've got this added medium of people here. I've got some pictures to go along with it. Oh. Um, That's you? <laughs> it was one of my colleagues. Now, um, what you're looking at there is, is a bunch of uh, 4009 Cisco floor switches. And um, we had to decommission these things. And you would not believe the rat nest, rat nest of patch cables that were connecting these floor switches to the, all the all the desktops that were on the floor, there was hundreds, as you can see, hundreds. Now, literally, the only way we could, they were that tight, literally the only way we did. Now, I didn't do this. My colleague there, Dave, did this. Got a pair of cutters and cut through all the patch cables wow. to get them all out. It was the only way we could get it out. Don't cut the blue wire. Don't cut the blue wire. Before you cut the blue wire, cut the red one. Oh, I don't know. Must, it took us two days to get all of that out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were moving out of that um, out of that building, and uh, were there any outside. rats in there? Uh, there was a lot of dust. We were filthy once <laughs> yeah. we finished it. We were filthy. But um, yeah, there you go. That's I mean, don't really do much of that anymore. We're no. All wireless now, right? So um, yeah, that's virtual that's, networking. All virtual networking, <laughs> wireless. Yeah, that's, so they don't exist. That's point. Yep. Uh, Ian, you've got a similar story. Yeah, I've got a very similar story, actually. Uh, um, and it doesn't actually pertain to this, but it's sort of similar to the uh, the fibre cables that you can see hanging off the back of the rack over there. Is uh, I was working for a company, and we used to have these intermittent outages, and we had no idea why. Like, the entire network would just disappear off the face of the earth. And, of course, my job being the senior infrastructure engineer is in the car, race down to the data centre, figure out what's going on, because you couldn't get any response from it. I walk into the data centre, and the top of rack switches are off. They're completely powered down. And you couldn't get in there because whoever had cabled it had done what I affectionately call the waterfall cabling method, where you just stick it in, just let the cable hang. <laughs> um, so, and there was 72 ports up there. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, um, I ended up figuring out that the fan unit that was on the back, so a fan unit had been put on the back of the rack because the waterfall cabling method had retained so much heat, the servers overheated. So they'd put a fan unit on the back that was vibrating the the rack itself and vibrating the cable, the power cable, out of the back of the switches. <laughs> and that's what yeah. caused it. <laughs> Vibration. Vibration, yep. And no one had bothered to, the little wires that come on the back of all your Cisco and your Dell switches that goes over the top of the um, C13 plug, no one had bothered to actually latch them down. Yeah. So it just kept rattling out. Production though, right? <laughs> production. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, production. Production. yeah, yeah totally, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, should we get on with it? Should we get on yeah. with the actual show and do some news items? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, first cab off the rank is uh, a story from um, our favourite uh, acceleration economy, and they're talking about uh, the world's fastest growing major cloud vendors. Uh, number one, Oracle. Number two, Google. Number three, ServiceNow. Um, so interesting, uh, and now they're talking about growth here specifically. Um, 
And they've got some, um, some numbers here, but they do point out that no other cloud vendor is anywhere close to Microsoft in terms of revenue. Um, that means Microsoft Cloud is 37% larger in terms of revenue than AWS even. They're including O365 or Microsoft 365. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because we've looked at this before and they yeah. don't separate their numbers, do they? They, they don't at all. No. They, uh, and so, sense. yes, they would be including yeah. uh, Microsoft 365 now. If you include GCP and, and Workspace, I wonder where, where that would fit. Well, they could be a, bigger. Yeah. bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the Google side <laughs> bigger, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. What's the number trend? <laughs> it's you know, it's breathtaking. But in terms of like market share, it's thirty-two percent AWS, yeah. twenty-three Azure, ten percent GCP. So mm. if there's that big of a differential, it's got to be O three six five and yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, Google doesn't do that. It's not fair. Yeah, well, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, yeah. But, including, including but, workspace but that's what Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. does that, though. They use the, the desktop licensing in order to, to pay for Azure offsets, right? And we, yeah. and we saw that when we did the cloud comparison um, in one of the earlier episodes in that I really couldn't find a number for just Azure. Mm-hmm. Microsoft doesn't report it. They, they report cloud, Mm. And that's that's everything that incorporates Microsoft 365 and a whole heap of other stuff. Yeah. So, enterprises spend millions, and some of that will go to desktop licensing, which is you know yeah. 30 years yeah. old, and then some of it goes into to Azure, but no one really knows. Mm. So, just looking at the numbers, uh, number one, Oracle uh, cloud revenue jumped 30 percent to 4.6 billion for the quarter ending uh, August 31. Google Cloud revenue jumped up to 28 percent to 8.03 billion. Not bad, really. 28% good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, That's and, a good growth. And actually, as a raw number, it's bigger than Oracle, right? Mm. Um, service now, now they've come from they're a dark horse in amongst all this, I have to say. Um, subscription revenues rose 25% to $2.1 billion for the quarter ending June 30. I wonder if that's a result of, like, all of the hacks that we've seen of late and people starting to put some proper frameworks in place in their business in order to try and combat... This, modernize um, their ITIL. Yeah, modernize their ITIL and, and try and combat this um, plethora of, of um, permissions leaks that have gone yeah, on. Yeah, hacks. And so yeah. We'll get on to some hacks. Oh, yeah. There's a pretty yeah. epic one coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then, and then languishing, AWS, uh, just 12% um, to reach $22.1 billion for the quarter ending June 31. But... They're massive already, right? I mean, how are they going to get any more yeah. growth, out, mm. growth out of where they already are? But, I mean, we saw that when I did the numbers comparison yeah. in the previous episode was AWS's growth is really, really tiny. Mm. Microsoft's growth is really big. Um, and I might have theories as to why that might be the case, but we won't flesh them out here. <laughs> um, and Google's is, is, is quite good and has been, has been really good for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so interesting to look at. Um, and we did have another article here. So what you're going to get today, guys, is, is the raw, uncut version. I mean, like, we, I, I cut. A lot of stuff goes on the cutting room floor, but not today. You're going to get to hear all of it. Quite often uh, we sit there and go, oh, we haven't read this. Haven't read this um, one. <laughs> quickly hold fire for a second while we read it. Um, another article. And once again, guys, you can get, always go to the show notes and just, just catch up on these articles. Another article I, I will link in the show notes. Um, so Google quick reminder Android. for the audience. Uh, we want your participation. That's the whole point of the live recording. Mm. So 
please put your hand up we'll get the mic to you we want you guys to butt into the conversation yep so we're looking forward to it yeah absolutely um amazon rate of expansion has slowed in the last few quarters and appears to be settling out at around 20 to 25% gcp in azure appear to be experiencing a similar trend so Even though it is massive, mm. I think we're, tr- we're plateauing. We're starting to hit a little plateau. Yeah, well, you see that with the the economy, though. Is the economy sort of slowed right down now? With the yeah. the interest rates have risen, and and yeah. businesses like we're not as consumers, we're not spending money as much as we were. Yeah. Like this time last year, for instance. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a general cloud saturation thing as well. Yeah, things mm. are moving up the stack as well. Like yeah. you just the less IaaS, you're starting to use more PaaS. Like it's yeah. just yeah. naturally yeah, yeah. moving serverless. So it's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Quick question for the audience. Speaking of serverless, the first Google server was put in a box made of cloth, felt, magnetic tiles, Lego. Was that a question? That was yeah. multiple, was a, multiple choice. Oh, Lego. That's the right answer. Yeah. What was the answer? Sorry. Lego. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, this We next need the one. Spinner. Um, spinner. We spinner. need the spinner. Oh, spinner. spinner. Sorry. Yeah. That's the spinner. Yeah. His prize. What are you Boy, doing, man? Oh, damn. What's his? Got it. You know. I'm in a rhythm here with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another cap. A cap. Nicely done. But right, now, can we move on? Yes. We can move on. All right, great. Google expands its subsea cable infrastructure. Uh, we move them connecting US Bermuda and Portugal. Uh, now, this, uh, if I can just get it up on the screen for you there. Um, this, uh, this is making this connection here from Portugal through Bermuda and across the US. Now, I did, I did look this up, and um, it, it doesn't currently exist. So if we look at... The um, the locations. I'm just going to try and lo- load that it up did, as well. But then it went through Bermuda. Now it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's a triangle. Yeah, it's the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so I'm sure we're all familiar with this map. But see, most of the uh, most of the links are in the Northern Atlantic. Yeah. Right. And and hooking across that way. This one will actually connect. So if you're in Spain, right, you'd have to you'd have to hop through all this. Through Europe and then getting to the US somehow, but but now um, I quickly go back to the other diagram. Spain's got a direct connection. Well, basically hopping through Bermuda, right? It's going to you know all those gamers are going to be happy with the reduction. Fifty <laughs> milliseconds is going to come off their ping time, right? At least, yeah, well, it has to be at least, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do, I do love how Google's named the cable too, because Nuvem means cloud in yeah. in Portuguese. That's right. That, yeah. that was really cool. Um, Portuguese, the Portuguese we've got here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that language? You can speak Portuguese. <laughs> oh, there was nothing to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> you missed it, D. You missed it. All right. So speaking of uh, subsea cables and whatever, mumbo-jumbo, so quick question for the audience. Google has its own private internet. True or false? That's right, but too many people answered. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you you had to wait for the mic. You just oh. hear from them. 
Now, I guess to go along with that is um, we also have now a couple of new regions. And, and Trent, you brought this to my attention. Yes. Um, just, just slipping it's in a last-minute news item there well, for the show. <laughs> The planned region, which has been announced, is for New Zealand, which mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. So that's what's going to open up for, for everyone over there. Um, for her. <laughs> Sorry? Ki- Kiwis will finally have some Kiwis. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we love our Kiwi mates. So mm. having a new region over there is just great for everybody. Mm. That'll be Auckland? I would have to think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. they're going to put it. Are they going to get GCVE? Yeah. GCVE. Uh, that's... Oh, Demand big, might, might big you know. Outlay. Yeah. <laughs> big, big, big. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this all links to the cloud wars too, I guess. You know, all these expansions with the, the deep sea cables and the new data centres, all those cloud providers are kind of vying for claiming regions and growing growing their business in those uh, mm-hmm. less tapped areas. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's vicious, isn't it? The, mm-hmm. the yeah. competition at the yeah. moment. Yeah, it's the intense. expansion that's happening. Um, oh, we've got a question. Oh, here we go. Oh. Coming from the AWS world, are all of the new regions coming with all of the features right away? Because AWS usually takes a lot of time to come with new services. So until the region is actually usable, years pass by. Are we recording this? <laughs> what's what's uh, the official answer, Trump? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't like that question. Cameras, like microphones everywhere. Uh, Look, I'll tell you what my experience has been. Typically, no. Not all the features are available from day one. Particularly heavy hitters like GCVE, they take a little while to get there. The higher up the stack, the longer they're going to take. So the the big queries are straight away, the the VMs and all that sort of stuff, but the more uh, niche stuff is going to take longer. So we and it'd be driven by demand as well, right? So if you have... Yeah. So we mentioned about uh, like uh, all, all the data centers, regions are virtual, right? Sorry? We mentioned about the regions in... Uh, regions are virtual. But I can see the article, the new cloud regions are coming to Asia Pacific. So if it is yeah. virtual, then why we need to wait this much time to launch in Asia Pacific? So I guess the question is, are data centers real or virtual? If, if they're real, why do we need time to launch features? No, they've got to build, they've got to build them. They're, 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 build them. they're real. They're absolutely real. Yeah, but you're talking yeah. about the actual features that roll out after the, the hardware and everything's been rolled out, right? Yeah, I heard like the centers are virtual yes, from here. Okay. So the idea is networking infrastructure is all virtual. So when you create a network or a load balancer, there is no physical load balancer machine. It's virtual, but everything has to run on some server. And that data center is real. Yeah. Yeah. So to clarify that, that there is what you see in GCP is 100% virtual. Okay. The backbone of it is 100% physical. There's, There's no such thing as a virtual network. Like you can't just magically make machines talk to each other. That doesn't happen. So there is definitely network switches and routers and all that sort of stuff in GCP. It's just you don't get to see that. Okay. Thank you. Good stuff. Awesome. All right. Uh, What we might do, while we're on the subject, um, we might... um, We have... Okay. We'll just skip forward here. We'll, We'll come back... We'll come back to the blockchain stuff in a minute, but while we're on the subject of, of hardware and putting stuff out, we'll just jump to the VMware one. Um, yeah. That's when they were announced. That's announced, when it was announced, yeah. yeah. It's going live. Yeah, it's going live. Any, right any, any yeah. moment. 
Yeah. So while Banky um, is sorting out content, <laughs> quick audience question while Banky is sorting it out. Um, before Kubernetes became the global sensation it is now, what was it called internally in Google? It used to be used at planet scale. Google used to run search, Gmail, everything on that infrastructure. Still does. Uh, just K8? Nope. What was Kubernetes' code no. name? No one? No, that was a papao. <laughs> K K No. K A S. Alright, D. Tell Bored. us. I, I, That's I, what I, it is. Too slow, Alex. <laughs> What's Borg from? Does anyone know? Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek, yeah. Yep. Yep. So right, while we're talking about hard hardware stuff, we'll just skip forward to this. Uh, we talked about this show last. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, VMware Engine and the new nodes that are available now in VMware Engine. Got a bit more detail about it. Um, we've got the VE2 node. Um, VE2 node, just reading from the article here, will handle huge cluster sizes, up to 32 nodes. Uh, 100 plus node private clouds based on next-gen CPU, uh, the third-gen Xeon scalable processor, DDR4, NVMe storage, uh, and a couple of numbers here. Uh, the node is called the VE2 Standard 128 and comes with a 25.6 terabyte of NVMe RAM. We're not talking about gigabytes here anymore, this is terabytes, uh, and more than 2.7 times the RAM at 248 gig uh, and 1.8 times the CPU, 64 cores, that's 128 hyper-threaded cores. Well, that was, that's, that's two terabytes of RAM. Two terabytes of RAM. Yeah. Isn't that, see, I'm from the 90s. <laughs> I'm from, I'm from I was going to say, that is a lot. Two, 2K, mate. <laughs> terabytes of RAM. Yeah. Um, I mean, huge. Yeah, they're massive huge. nodes. Yeah. They really massive. are. Yeah. Uh, and we're seeing it in 19 regions now. 19 regions. So, um, I, I don't know. GCVE is not a thing you'd probably sort of get to play with unless you were, like, on a big project. We've done a few projects now in Casa yeah. with GCVE. And uh, it... It's on real hardware, real Dell boxes sitting in a, in a data center, but uh, Google gives you a nice front end to go in and control it and set everything up. Yes. Perfect time to ask this question because you're saying GCVE is not something we would typically play with. What are like sort of the use cases that you guys have for, for doing this? Like for the dumb data guy that only ever uses compute engine stuff, like what's, at what point do you go... Hey, I want to use GCV for stuff. So typically it's enterprise. So if an enterprise, the use case would be, and Troy's probably got some input on this as well, if, if they've got, um, they're on-prem in VMware and, you know, they've got multiple things lining up, their, their contracts are expiring, licenses are expiring, hardware's end of life, they can make a decision at that point. They can say, we want to we invest and spin up a new platform or we can move into... Google Cloud and, and just let Google manage all of that mess. Literally, that's how what it ends up transpiring. They just manage all that. You just get access to your normal vSphere interface and you manage your VMs from there. Because right. you, you've got to think about how much a, a data center costs. Like a rack of gear in a data center is a million bucks before you've even blinked. And that's, that's before you've got VMware installed on it and you're actually using it. You've, you've just shelled out a million bucks. So... Yeah. It's, yeah. a, it's a really good solution, and it's, it's really easy. One of the, the things that we found in the projects we've done is the scalability of it. Just adding a node and, or removing a node when you don't need it anymore is fantastic. Um, having managed data centers worth of gear before, 
uh, adding a note in there was weeks, if not months. Oh, yeah. Nightmare. You've got to get yeah. the gear. You've got to get it installed with vSphere. You've got, to, you've got to put it in the rack. You've got to wire it up and all that sort of stuff. It takes ages to do. And, and then in six months' time, you might not need it. Yeah. So you've just spent right. $40,000 on a server for or no reason. Or you've got it sitting there and it's doing nothing to, mm. to cope with some peak that you've got like for maybe like an hour a day or something, right? Yeah. Or, or, or short period, seasonal peak. Um, and it's, it's, yeah. it's for legacy. So these are apps that businesses rely on. They don't necessarily want to transform them yet, but they will. But you go to cloud first with that VM and then start, you know, it's how the, you know, like eating the elephant, start breaking yeah. that off with new apps and then you can modernize into modernize from that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all in that one spot. Yeah. It's yeah, all yeah. in the cloud. And it's easy, right? So you've got your 200 gig net, you've got your broadband, your, you know, your, your broadband with net, 200 gig, whatever it is, into um, cloud SQL. It's right there next door. Yeah, you've yeah. this problem with the backups, right? So if you're running, um, GCVE, you need to back up your boxes, just stick it in the Google bucket that's in the same region. It's right there, right? Really easy. Right? You're not dealing with tapes. New servers. <laughs> tapes. <laughs> showing, showing your eggs there. That's yeah, right, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, just quickly on that one. Let's move on. Um, now, Google has introduced... Um, now, I'm going to... I'm, I'm a real Luddite when it comes to this, but... Yes. Wood is there, it's almost seven. Oh, yeah. It's almost seven. It's almost seven, yes. Yeah. We, yep, we, we, we realise that. We've got a couple more articles to go. We might run a little over time here. Um, but Google, Google's introduced um, some new blockchains, 11 new blockchains in the big query. I know nothing. I'm a complete Luddite when it comes to <laughs> blockchains and crypto. Where's We've he? got a data person here. <laughs> Enlighten us. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, so when it says introducing blockchains onto BigQuery, it's just really bringing um, blockchain data into BigQuery's public data sets, which are available to anyone to jump onto BigQuery and um, query. So, yeah, uh, this was announced just last month. Um, it feels like it's been a while since I've uh, seen or heard the word blockchain. I feel like Gen AI has been the latest buzzword that's been dominating in the last AI, year. So. AI, 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 But yeah, this was announced last month. Um, basically, it's come because there's been demand from um, yeah, Web3, uh, companies doing Web3, um, crypto applications to have 11 more um Chains added added there so that they can do analysis across the different chains and answer lots of different uh, types of questions, like how many NFs were minted on a particular day. So, what is that? What what are they actually doing with this data? That, like, is it a live update of the data into BigQuery, like so they can search those chains? Is it? Yeah. So I think it's yeah effectively live. Um, so this means that oh. um, yeah you can basically query that real time blockchain like data rather than having to. Sorry, like, yeah, it's a stock exchange, like, mm. ticker, basically, ah. right? So all the blockchain activities going on. Well, that makes sense why you would do it in BigQuery, yeah. Is there a mechanism to request a public data set? So, for example, uh, NIST publishes a whole bunch of information about vulnerabilities on the website, but it's not available as a public data set. Uh, it'd be nice if it was. I'd request to get it on to. Yeah. It is a public data set. You know what? I'll chase that one, and on the next... Episode. I left at 100. Hey, all right. Listen to the show. Trent will tell us and we'll tell you on the show. Yeah. If you actually chase that one, you're a legend because we've been trying to like. 
little stuff like that. You mean trying to test it? Yeah, we're trying to get ourselves. (laughs) It'd just be handy to have. Yeah. Security-related public data just seems like a very Google thing to do. Yeah. And I agree. That's the National Institutes of Standards, and they've got to approve it then, right? Yeah, but it's messy. Is it accessible for public, like, individuals to use? Yeah, I think it's in preview at the moment, but um, if you go into the show notes, I guess, on um, after the episode's published, um, you can jump to this blog and there's an email that you can contact to get access. But yeah, the other there's a few other blockchain data sets already there, so you can just check them out. Cool. And it, like, it totally makes sense to have that in BigQuery. Even I appreciate the fact that the BigQuery is, like, if you want to... Want to query something? Do it in yep. the query. That's the that's the way to go. Right? Um, uh, all right, cool. Let's move on. Um, oh, Banky, one more. Oh, one more. Sorry. So, when they enhance the blockchain data, is it um, enhancing the mining as well? Can you do the mining as well? No, no. This is just data about the blockchain. So, this is you could query how many wallets there are, or um, or what the fees are across a blockchain was a couple of the examples given in the, in the article. So, so, yeah, you can't, you can't mine blockchain on BigQuery. <laughs> that does sound cool. Oh, that you can't. <laughs> spin up a few GPUs for that. I, I think we should set that straight. Yeah, it's more like a GitHub repo in a way. All right, cool. Uh, we'll finish up. We're, back, we're going to go to the break in about 10 minutes. Um, but... Uh, and, but we, we've got this uh, article, this Move It hack. Now, we couldn't go without talking this, about this because we've got a number of Australian um, enterprises that have been compromised by this. Here, Australian Energy says, uh, well, <laughs> saying no proof of malicious activity from the Move It hack. Now, what is the rule when someone says, oh, nothing to look at here, nothing yeah, to look at here, you know, something has happened, It means you didn't log it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah that's right. That it happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have no evidence of a hack because you know we deleted the logs. What what is move it though? Um, tell, so we've tell also got what... shell. Shell has been uh, been breached by move it. So we thought we'd go in and have a little dig, and we'd fig- we'd have a look and figure out what this move it hacks all about. We have mentioned it on the show once before, mm. um, or twice before, I think. Or twice before. <laughs> move it is. Um, it's Dropbox for enterprise. Yeah. Right? It's, that's, that's the best thing you would say. So they want to put files. They want to share files amongst each other. They would, they would set that up. Now, there's a Russian hacking group called Culpa, uh, Culpa Russian yeah. ransomware group called Culpa. They, I guess it would have been a supply chain attack in the actual um, um, software, supply, software chain. Su- supply chain attack. Injected, yeah. Injected into their um, development Probably, process. Yeah. And they've had access to... Um, the, anything that was in MoveIt for months, maybe years. They're not really sure. Mm. So the numbers around this are staggering. Um, now, Ian, you brought yeah, this, this article to my attention. What, what are the numbers on this? Because the, the people that have been affected, the number, it's just incredible. So when you have a look at the numbers themselves, um, they, they break it down to number of individuals, number of businesses, the, number, the amount of money that they've lost, all this sort of stuff. Um, there's a heap of different numbers out there, but... Uh, it's estimated there's about 60 million impacted individuals on this. Um, 83.9% are US-based organisations uh, that, wow. that have been caught up in this. 
There's 11 million people's health information, including social security numbers, which, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> when real, was it real announced? Bad. When was it announced? So the uh, clock took, took uh, credit for the hack in May of 2023. Mm, but yeah. there, there was an Still article that I was reading out, yeah. that says that it could have gone as far back as 2021. Wow. They could have had access. So yeah. um, they estimate the total cost of the hacks to be somewhere in the vicinity of $9.9 billion. That's a... Hmm. In, in the a immortal words of Dave Wall, more billions are, are better. <laughs> more billions are better, exactly. But in this case, well, not what, so much. What could possibly stop this from happening, though? How do you prevent this? I'm wondering. Does Google have any software that could... Oh, right. We probably do. Well, I actually think, I actually think it's a really good argument for open That's source. That's not a plant I do. I think it's a great argument for open source because yeah. I, I use this thing called C-File, right? And it's, it's, it's a roll-your-own Dropbox. It doesn't right? depend on as well, but Google's depend got Software yeah. Delivery Shield, which mm. does signing yep. of, of packages that are getting delivered that pre- would prevent all... You're right. That, that would have stopped it right, yeah. at, right at the, so at the supply move, point. Shift left for development, but also shift your security left as well. Mm. It's not just about you know, detection. And then, and and then you could do things like putting cloud armor in it so that if someone's trying to push a, ma- a malicious packet to the application, sure. it yep. gets stopped in its tracks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. th- there's, there's a whole heap of ways we could have we prevented it with, uh, with Google Cloud, but, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, they didn't it's, do that. It's the hack that keeps, keeps on giving. It is. <laughs> it really is. Um, so there was there was one number here. The U.S. State Department offered a ten million dollar bounty related to information on the ransomware group Clop, which is uh, I've got some information. I must too. I must. Uh, have yeah, someone. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I've got something stashed away on them. <laughs> yeah. So um, linking the show notes on that one. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear more about this hack. The only thing to add is we were just looking it up and it's uh, the classic SQL injection that started it all off. As simple as that. Yeah, wow. So they're not escaping the information. That's very easy to do. (laughs) And, you know, like it's about um, when it comes to global economy, the cybersecurity stuff is not really properly prepared for AI stuff. So it's going to, like, right now it's 8.1. AI, AI, AI. AI, 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 It doesn't stop. It costs $8.1 trillion per annum. Yeah, so, like, it's going to cost more to, um, it's you know, economy of US is $22 trillion. China, I don't know, it's coming up to 18 And cyberspace is, uh, it's like... Like I'm responsible for building international regulatory body for AI, so I'm like the first space to focus on cyber. This is this is small hack. Yeah, 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 comparatively, comparatively, yeah, much bigger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the problem, I suppose, the problem with it is it's affected so many companies, and we've seen a lot of Australian companies caught up in yeah. it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, I've actually seen on a dark web, there's 40,000 Australian passports on sale. Wow. 14,000? What is that? Somebody went looking for stuff on dark web. I mine's not one of them. (laughs) I guess three quarters from them are from Medibank, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but but just saying on that, like, what are your takes as a consultancy to tackle that? Well, I think SDS is one of them, but yeah, yeah, certainly shifting... Shifting protections, SQL injections, pretty straightforward these days. 
uh, from mm. up front, but um, yeah, shifting left and making sure your supply chain is fully software delivery supply chain. And then... Um, Attested containers, things like that. And then yeah. using things like Chronicle and yeah, AI will be very big around detection. AI, 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 generative AI. We're never going to finish. It doesn't stop, Troy. But didn't we do a past episode on Medibank? We did. We covered Medibank a few times, actually, because we covered them initially when they initially got hacked and and the details of the breach were very sketchy. And then I think we covered them twice more again when we, we got the details of the breach and then when we found out the, the final cost to Medibank. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my little brother was caught up in the Medibank and the Optus one uh, with his, I think, with his driver's licence on both of them. Mm. So, yeah. Did you, did you lose your driver's licence then, Ian? No, mate. <laughs> no, I've got my driver's licence. My car made it home too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, on that, we might take a break. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll resume at 7.30 and we'll get on with the AI Wars and then uh, we'll play a little game as well, all right? So, uh, awesome, guys. Before we, we, we break for sound when you said AI. Yeah. Isn't Trent, Trent leaving AI. right AI. now? Trent has to go now. I'm leaving. I'll try and change fights. Yeah, no, it's all right. Got five kids. You got to get them in the camera photo. Get back. Yeah, so our special guest Trent has to say goodbye at this point. He has he has a flight to catch to Melbourne. Um, so yeah, thanks, Trent. Uh, thanks for making it here. Uh, thank you very much. My pleasure. And there's food. And there's food. Come on, food. Yeah. Yahoo! So feel free to bring your food inside. Yeah, ten minutes. Happy to be here. Big round of applause for Trent oh, for cancelling his flight to stay for the podcast. TCP Lock podcast. That's what it does to you. Cancels your flights, no problem. Phone's on silent, wife can't get in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, she's going to listen to this podcast too. <laughs> 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 in so, some quick questions for the audience to just warm you guys up so that you can jump in and participate going forward. Easy questions, so be quick. All right. What are Google's headquarters called? Ding. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to do too many things here. What are what are newly joined Google Googlers called? Yeah. Nooglers. Nooglers. How long does noogling last for though? Oh. How long? Six months? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do you want a Kazna swag, Troy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all right. So, if, if new Googlers are called Nooglers, what are Googlers' pets called? Poodles. Nope. <laughs> He's not doing it, so I've got to do it for him. <laughs> Doogle? Yay! Yeah. So whether it's dog or cat, it's Douglas. We need uh, to put some uh, the thing up, don't we? we yeah, we need the okay. swag spin wheel. I, th- I think you'd do that in the end, people, right? Yeah. It's up to you. Um, okay, few quick ones. Um, is it true or false that Google has a bee farm? Probably true. True. 
that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you see all those colorful bikes around Google campus. The very random question. You see all those colorful bikes around Google campus, G-bikes. Those were introduced way back in 2007 or some time ago. How far have those bikes traveled by now? Any guess? What the light? <laughs> One billion kilometers. Yeah. What the oh. shot? Yeah. Two? <laughs> 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 Two kilometers? It's <laughs> <laughs> the solid attempt. Uh, billions and billions of miles. Billions and billions of miles. <laughs> <laughs> so 1.8 million miles. Miles. All right. Okay. Time we've been waiting for. Should we do it? Should we get on with the AI wars? AI wars. AI wars. Yeah. wars. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So first cab off the rank, AI wars. Bard. Bard has got some new features. Who's played with this so far? Has anyone played with what's going on in Bard? Um, this is really cool. So... Um, what, yeah, so what you can do now is Bard has extensions, okay? And I'm going to try and we'll do a little bit of a live demo here. I don't know how this is going to work, but... Um, Have you paid the sacrifice of the demo gods? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, and I, I don't even, no. Honestly, I don't even know what I'm going to do for my demo um, because that window ain't going to work. I need to flick over to my personal profile. Um, maybe Trent can fill us in a little bit on, uh, on some of what's going on with the Bard extensions. No pressure. Extends Bard to other Google products. Ah. So you should be able to use Bard to tap into your Gmail, apparently. Exactly. Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's how I, I tend to use it. Give me a bit of an update. But can't it be extended into like Confluence pages? Yes. Yeah. And other things outside of Google? Yes. Or you could build your own extension, really. But um, is it called Bard then, or is it called something else? So your LLM, Bard extended, which is Bard, can connect into your data sources, your private data sources, and use that yeah. as a source of data. So you can have like how right. much money does, <laughs> or what does the CTO do at Kasna? <laughs> can go into the Confluence. Page not not even Bard, Bard has not, an answer for this. Yeah, even Bard can't answer that. Some, right? things, are, <laughs> yeah. some things are unknowable. Have to retrain that model. So here you go. I you go into Bard, you click this little extension thing at the top here, right? Yeah. And it opens this up. You've got Google Flights, Google Hotels, Google Maps. Down the bottom here, you can't, might not be able to see that. Workspace in YouTube. So it's integrated with all of my, my things, right? All of my things. Um, <laughs> all of the things. Which means, you know, I've just given Google access to all my most personal information, but, you know, nothing changes there. Yeah. Um, and you can do searches. Year. You can see here... You probably know I have a serious War Thunder gaming addiction. Um, that's that's run by a company called Gaijin, and I can do a search like, um, "What's my Gaijin spend over the last twelve months?" And what it's actually done, um, I'm not going to show my wife this. Um, <laughs> it's gone and it's searched for my um, uh, PayPal receipts. Whoa. It's found them in there. Uh, PayPal receipts to Gaijin, and it's given me a summary of those, and then it's given me a total of what I've actually spent. I spent $227 over the last 12 months on that particular thing. So if you're 
you know, this is great. If you're buying stuff from PayPal and it comes tax time, you've got to try and just collate all that stuff together. Bang, you do it with one prompt. Pulls it all together for you. All right, yep, question. I'm just questioning the math right there. Is it just me? <laughs> It's an AI. It halluc <laughs> hallucinating. Bonk. It's hallucinating. Well, it knows I have to give a figure to my wife, and that's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> really looking out for you. Please, please create a number for me to tell my wife. <laughs> Ten. Ten dollars. Yeah, that's right. Clearly, I didn't pray to the demo gods. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you're asking one question like this, in my past three years, how much I spent on gadget? So, how much time it will take to get the results? Oh, well, let me try and think of something. Um, I've got to be careful on uh, what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. On how much, you spend how on much is it going to cost to replace a motor in a patrol? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, uh, all right, hang on. Can you see? Very difficult for me to see. All right. Well, let's go with something like uh, list. Why? Oh, no, I need to do it new. I need to do it down the bottom. Okay. Right. So, so I would do search email. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It's dangerous. List all my NRMA receipts. Right? Go. Yeah, la, 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 la. There we go. Searching. Two, three, four. Bang. There there you go. Go. Five seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the question is, so this engine is actually caching the email or instantly they are accessing the email? Yes, the, the extensions give it access to your email. Okay, so the results, something like uh, they're making the, I mean, They're going the, for the training using our data, right? It's not training. It's right. it's creating yeah. a. It just has like a an access to that data. Yep. It's able to understand that data and to be able to search it. So Confluence pages are massive for enterprises. They've got so much data in there. People hate them. The search is not very good. The LLMs are being really good for <laughs> for being able to search corporate data now. That's fairly unstructured and summarizing it. So, yeah, and that's the thing. You can use a natural language prompt like that oh. to get the data that you need. That's the big difference. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, Especially when it comes to Confluence. <laughs> Given you can search your emails, probably it's already got everything indexed, and it's doing that search for you, consolidating it. It's probably learning from the content. But it's across all the workspace yeah. as well. Indexing, so if you've got indexing is happening in the first place. Sheets. It's already indexed because if you can search your emails. So the next question then is basically, does it help you to filter and delete useless emails as well? <laughs> delete email. Or kind of give you recommendations on which emails are probably like not going to be looked at in the next 10 years anymore. Do you want to try deleting yours, Banky, on the show? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to do any more searches on my email. <laughs> I'm sure you have a few objectionable emails, Banky. Yeah. How different is this with uh, other competitors? 
in the market sorry what's that question again how different this is with competitors currently well everyone's got extensions open open ai's got extensions yeah azure's got extensions it's just a way of uh, easily connecting data sources into the llm and then the llm is is a, is smart enough to give you the right natural language value back so it's like enhanced search of your data contextual contextualized so that you can then you know use it for other things so typically i mean just a normal search is fine but normally with an llm you do something like please create an email that goes to my doctor for you know all the symptoms that i've had and i've documented in my notes or something like that and it'll do that and then send that and for things like law practices and there's a couple of industries that uh, will be heavily impacted by this lawyers one more i just had a quick one uh, can you use it on multiple email accounts from google or even other service providers i assume it's only google for now but can you use it on multiple accounts so um the way it way it works it's linked with my my google um you know my personal google account there yeah right if i wanted to use um another account i would i would just have another google account but um I don't. I'm not aware it's of hot, like an extension to, to say two accounts. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Hotmail won't do. Yeah. 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 No, you wouldn't be able to do that. No. They'll be built. They will be built. You yeah. I, I assume so. <laughs> Thank you. I think the question everyone's asking is, who's that person in the photo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh. from a few years ago. My question is. My question is going to be: What did you get results for the Victorian period romance movies over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Explain yourself. Please write me Pride and Prejudice. Like, <laughs> how did that get in there? <laughs> I have a no, 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 go suspicion. on. You put it. <laughs> I suspect Banky can actually tank it by looking at how much he spent on auto parts. <laughs> yeah, yep, that'll be all right. Let's move on, shall we? Love <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of my personal life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ian, um, Google spending up big, uh, or Oracle spending up big on Ampere chips. Yeah, and, so and they, we're interested in this because Google's got a stake in the game. They they do. So we covered it on a previous podcast episode where uh, Google Google backed basically the Ampere um, ARM chips. Uh, so they're they're looking to put them into into the data center. Uh, Oracle has. It seems pipped them at the post, I suppose, um, by prepaying 104.1 US million, sorry, US, which is about 162 million Australian for the processor chips. Uh, and the Oracle also invested another 400 million US um, in, in Ampere through a convertible note. I don't actually know what a convertible note is. I'm just reading from the doc. <laughs> so we don't actually know anything. We just read stuff. No, yeah. That's the secret. <laughs> no, but so the Ampere chip is an ARM chip, uh, much the same as Amazon makes their own ARM processors for their uh, environment. Ampere's making ARM chips for uh, ARM CPUs for uh, for other cloud vendors, and obviously Oracle is is right on top of this. They really want it. Why do you need an ARM chip though? Like, because what's wrong it's with X86? so. So, yeah, I suppose this is a really good question. So, who here doesn't know the difference between RISC processors and CISC, and CISC or Common Instruction Set? Right. <laughs> so, there's a couple. So, so, an Intel-based processor, an AMD processor, is what's known as a, um, a Complex Instruction Set um, CPU. 
It has lots and lots and lots and lots of processes. If uh, sorry, instructions. If you've ever done some assembly language programming, there's hundreds of instructions. Whereas a RISC processor is a reduced instruction set, CPU, and if you have a look at like a Motorola 68K, I think they are, the old ones, um, they had like 20. Yeah, lots mm. less. Mm. And, and the power. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. obviously with the smaller instructions means they get more work done with each instruction or with each clock cycle. Um, which means they're using less power to do the same amount of computing as a CISC processor. It's becoming more and more important. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 100% it is. Um, so, yeah, so this is, um, uh, to just take a quote from it, we've got another similar article. Um, um, MP chips aim to use less energy than rival chips from Intel while doing similar kinds of compute work. That's um, exactly what we're seeing um, yep. out of the market now. So, um, yeah, Google's got a stake in this. We're going to see a, a lot more of these ships come out. Um, I don't know if there's any more we can say on that. It's no, just, it is what no, it is. It yeah. is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Um, all right, so I thought we'd go on. We've got, um, we haven't done a list on the show for a while. Um, we did list, we did, we did, we had a period there where we were doing a list every episode. And we've got a list here. Five huge Google generative AI use cases for cloud partners. Oh, hang on, I've got, got to sting myself, AI, do I? AI, yeah. AI, AI, AI. It's going to be hard AI, in the AI, AI wars. So a list here. We'll go through these and we'll just hit on each of these here. Um, where do we start? Uh, use case number one. Uh, financial services. Financial services, thank you. I'm, I'm, I yep. can always rely on my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> AI opportunity credit and insurance, insurance underwriting. What do we think about this one? How can AI help with this? What would we be doing? Oh, this is this is huge. So this my huge, my yeah. wife actually works in a in the insurance industry, uh, and the the use case here would be very much around making decisions on claims. Mm. Yeah. Use AI yeah. to evaluate the claim right out of the box before a human even sees it, and give you the reasoning why they approve it or deny it or or anything like that. So um, the insurance industry is a really really backward industry. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's that's the nicest way I can put you it. You ever seen the meme with the whole financial industry and then the Excel spreadsheet right at the bottom? That's insurance. That's industry. literally what my yeah. wife does: is build spreadsheets to manage insurance companies. Right on. <laughs> central banks are the worst. No, central banks are worse. <laughs> is running on cobble, and when I was advising, oh my God. yeah, are you serious? Yes. Oh yeah. You make bucks so if you're bad. a cobalt programmer. Like, yeah, make coin. Cobalt's like 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my but Cobalt with JavaScript on top. That woke you up, mate. But it shows my age. But at least they've got a custom application there. This is just an Excel spreadsheet. Literally an Excel spreadsheet. They plug all the details in. It comes up with a figure. Yeah. Well, well uh, so, yeah, I, I, I read somewhere. Clearly, there's a lot of... So in 2019, I, was, I spent some time in Poland and I was advising Polish Central Bank. I went the first day. I was like, f***, they run everything on... <laughs> <laughs> it was Excel VBA. <laughs> I'm sorry. AI. AI, AI, AI. 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 All right, number two. Because, um, yeah, insurance companies got a lot of data, but healthcare's got crack tons of data as well. So number two is the industry healthcare, right? Now, anyone that's seen the film Gattaca, yeah. right? That's where we're headed. 
right? It's morbid, but more every every, every day I see this. I mean, I, I really hope that's not where we're headed. But um, yeah, clearly there's a lot of a lot of good could be done there, right? With healthcare, if we've got the data um, in science and, and medicine, if we've got the data, then AI. It's already making um, already making progress. Anyone seen the AlphaFold project, mm-hmm. right? Where they they're making up the pro- Protein. folded proteins, right? I mean, AI is really helping out there, making some cool. unique yeah. proteins, right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And it, it can do thousands of folds that pre- previously was a, um, a community outreach, community you know, sourced, uh, commu- a citizen science project. But now you've just got the AI, the language models just, yeah, cool. just doing it, creating the, the proteins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, number three on the list here, uh, number three on the list, uh, customer service. Yeah. We're already seeing this, right? Sentiment analysis. Yeah. Well, yeah. Smart, smart chatbots. The smart chatbots, yeah, yeah, the smart chatbots yeah. that are on pretty much every website known to mankind these yeah. days. Yeah. Well, 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 they're actually the getting back. better. Yeah. Got a question? Oh, sorry to interrupt, but like on my previous company, uh, I work as a technical support engineer. So it actually helps to, you know, train the model to use AI to you know, help AI, the AI, AI, <laughs> help the end users AI, with their AI, queries AI, and tickets. AI, so yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're getting all those recorded conversations, right? You're getting direct feedback from the customers. Um, train models can easily understand natural spoken language now. Why yeah. not train it and uh, improve your customer service with that? But you attach it to your extensions, which then get into the customer database to pull out. You know, inf- maybe not personal information, but information about their account or stuff mm. that they want to yep. do easily. Yep. We, we, we did such a project for the big bank, contact center AI. Yeah. yeah. This is a progression of that. LLMs <laughs> have advanced that yep. significantly because now natural language is solved. Mm. Uh, number four on the list, building and construction. Who's seen the, and we covered it on the show, who's seen the, uh, the, the, the robot, uh, uh, Boston Dynamics, the, oh, the robot, yeah, the Boston yeah. Dynamics robot, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, Google I mean, used to own Boston Dynamics, didn't they? Do they still own them? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at Trey. Totally Let me go ask someone. Let's find out. I still think that's a bit far-fetched, right? Because um, that, that video is obviously staged and they programmed it to do certain things, right? But... Who's to say we're not using uh, models to learn all those movements, right? And, and to do that dangerous work. Mining would be another good example of that, right? Um, where you're sending, rather than sending individuals down. And, you know, I mean, well, I mean to, to use them in combat and war, we've seen what's happened in, in yep, Ukraine good. with the drones, right? I mean, how, how much, it's not a great stretch to have that AI controlled and actually doing the work it's, for It's you, already right? happening. Google yeah. just released a paper called RTX model that they were using, a real-time model uh, that they've trained on an LLM, or what's now called LMM, which is language multimodal, which is new. So you're now getting video, you're getting different stuff as well as natural language all going into the same model. It's able to do and react to your environment. Right, so So images, video. Real-time video to do things like move objects. Wow. So it's now going to be, you know, that's, that's where they're sort of moving. LMMs are the next. LMMs. Right. Yeah, right. You heard it here first. There you go. <laughs> and, yeah, and Boston Dynamics uh, was owned by Google once, 
But now owned by the Hyundai Hot, like, Motor Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at myself. <laughs> oh. There you go. There you yeah, go. so Boston Dynamics, once owned by Google's parent company, Alphabet, and then by Japanese conglomerate uh, SoftBank, now belongs to South Korean car maker Hyundai. There you go. Change right. your hands a few times. Yep. And number five, finally on this list, uh, marketing content. Uh, simply put, AI can produce marketing content at lightning speed, right? So... Um, Canva's got to be pretty well, worried about already this. Well, they've already got Gen AI, AI, AI in there, right? Do they? AI, yeah, AI, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so does Duet. So you know, Google Workspace is doing that as well. AI, AI. Just put your prompt in, bang, you get your, 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 uh, your ad made up for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I, I participated in the Kasna Gen AI hackathon earlier in the week. Oh, nice. And um, the team that I was working with, we actually decided to use this as a use case and see if we could do some, yeah, kind of automated marketing content generation with um, the Gen AI studio. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, what Google needs to work on is um, like human faces in the generated images. <laughs> How are the hands up? How are the hands? Hands. 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 Yeah. yeah, hands. Hands are <laughs> Yeah, and even like legs. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things. Not important things. Yeah. 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 yeah, way to go. <laughs> But I think also marketing, mostly the integrations to the tooling you just mentioned, like Canva, then also Figma, and even like basic XML diagrams, like something like ChatGPT or even BART can't replicate that yet. Or am I wrong? You think you'd like, yeah, co-pilot and stuff, if you're hooking from marketing all the way through to code generation of your website, you know, that's not going to be too long till you can have that, you know, yeah. I've got an idea and you've got, a, you've got functions running on cloud on GCP, right? Of course, but well, I mean, and, and we've covered it. We've covered it on the show before. Is like GitHub obviously brought out Copilot. Yeah. Um, Google's now got Duet AI, which which does much the same thing. Um, Duet AI is fantastic if you're writing lots of Terraform. It'll write an entire GKE deployment for you. Like you just tell it what you want, and it'll do it. So I quite like it. I've I've had early access to it for quite some time, and I reckon it's pretty cool. Duet AI actually in the console is actually pretty good too. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Mm. But uh, having looked through cloud logging and that and seeing some logs yeah. that you think, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Yeah. And then have it actually explain to you, like, what, why did this a, error happen? Why did this happen and how do, how do I, you know, how do I, yeah. how do I fix it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it'll put you off in the right direction and it's really intelligent that way. And then you just connect it to an extension which is actually connected to your Terraform and it will fix it with an upgrade or an update yeah, with the code. Or whatever. Now you were able to access Duet AI, what, what have you done to do that? Uh, so Duet AI is in VS Code yeah. uh, for me. Uh, if, you, if you use any of the JetBrains tooling, it's available in there as well. Um, but essentially you hook it up to a project and um, you log in with your Google account, obviously hook it up to a GCP project and it just goes out and does its thing. Can it write tests for me? You like can write unit unit tests. Tests. It, it can tests. write tests for you, can which is good, good because I've never written a test in my life. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you never will now. You yeah. don't have to. Because you write flawless code. I've seen your code, man. I know you're not writing tests. <laughs> the question I don't is, write tests. <laughs> if you get AI to write your code, who reviews your code? Another AI. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's enough of that list. Let's move on here to this next article. And uh, we touched on sustainability earlier, but um, 
Google Cloud is betting on Gen AI, AI to AI, drive AI, sustainability. AI, generative AI. A um, couple AI, of points AI. it touches on here. At Google Cloud Next, four key sustainability initiatives were launched. Um, new environment APIs on Google Maps platform. So you can pull out data related to solar, pollen, air quality, um, and uh, these products utilize AI and machine learning to analyze aerial imagery and environmental data. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is really cool. So I've got a friend of mine who actually uh, runs a business that does uh, detection of radiation um, yep. through a device. And what they were looking at doing was air quality um, assessments as well in these same devices. Uh, they don't need to do it anymore. Hmm. It's there. All the data's there. Yeah. We were in New Zealand countdown uh, doing um, a, another hackathon, similar to the one that, that uh, Lizzie just did. And there were some great ideas around sustainability for like food products and stuff mm. and how that's going to impact your ability to, to reduce your, your waste, your footprint, as well right. as you know, costs. And, and What if you could have an AI predict what your shopping list should be? Because, you know, we've always got stock bananas your going off stock and things your like that, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. I like? to Stuck my fridge. Yeah, yeah. That's you tell it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give, like. give me what I need based on past data, mm-hmm. right? There you go. That's good. <laughs> Woolies know it all there. All that um, it'd, it'd do at my place is just buy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> stuck a fridge full of chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we, we appear to go through an inordinate amount of chocolate I'd, every week. I don't, I don't know of, why. I'd end up with a lot can, of beer in my fridge, I'm sure. You can ask Bard that. Why? Are we, you going well, I don't know, because I get, like, one strip of chocolate and then the bar's gone. <laughs> I think it's like that with Tim Tam. You'll just have house. a fridge full of chocolate and beer then, hey? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the beer, the, I'm definitely guilty of the beer. <laughs> so the chocolate, else, not so much. Somebody's doing the chocolate. <laughs> um, a new BigQuery connector for Google Earth Engine. Right? Enhanced operability between the two platforms facilitates easier workflow management, enables new analytics merger raster and tabular data. That's pretty cool. BigQuery and, and Google Earth married together. I'm sure that Google Earth uses BigQuery in the background. At, Absolutely. At, for, yeah. for something anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything's got to use BigQuery, doesn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> <Probably Yeah>. yes. <laughs> After 42, that's the answer to everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 42, no, that was, that was so 1990. <laughs> what's, the, what's the meaning of life, BigQuery? <laughs> right. uh, this next one's cool. Carbon footprint for Google Workspace enables companies to monitor and understand the carbon emissions from uh, workspace usage from, from tools like Gmail or Drive. So this is so this is a complement to the the one that's in GCP. Yep. Yeah, right. I've used that one heavily. Yep. In a couple of projects and uh, for customers. So yeah, they just put it onto Workspace now. Oh, So now cool. you can see your Gmail usage and G Drive and all that sort of. Thing. Yeah, that's cool. That's mm. yep. I like that because that's a. I mean, that's obviously a big concern for for companies these days. Is is how much impact are they having? Yeah, and yeah. where you put. All your VMs and your compute is in, I think, Finland, because it's like 90% of that is like all geothermal and oh, it's yeah, super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Quick yeah. question on that. So how do you see clients actually using that? Do they use that information to make decisions or is it basically just using that information for marketing? That was literally my for, question too. For, <laughs> it's for reporting, right? There aren't good regulations, but New Zealand's ahead of the game. 
they've got actually I think three phases coming out now around sustainability yeah. and reporting. First step is reporting, and then making changes in laws. Phase two, and then there's phase three. So that will come through. That was kind of going to be my thing because like one of the big sort of big trends of the last twelve months is the whole FinOps thing, right? Like, what can people do? What are the action items yeah. when everyone's cloud costs yeah. are out of control? That'll what do you see as the action that. items from the sustainability stuff? Like, what, yeah. what, what, what can we, what can they actually do? Okay, Google Workspace is telling us that our CO two well, emissions. Well, it makes insane, sense, right? You spend less on cloud, you're burning less electricity, <laughs> right? So you're being more sustainable, it's right? Things, but it's going to have to be, I think, government regulation is going to yeah. have to yeah. just kickstart yeah. it, like anything, to, to get it going. So with the sustainability push that Google is doing with their Google Cloud, um, how do they handle e waste? Like, you know, technologies and you know the physical hardware. They get old, so they get replaced. Like, how does you know Google push question. their initiatives question. on that front? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, that's a Google guy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not entirely up with that, but from what I do know is that we are reasonably responsible with recycling. Okay, because it's a part of our whole story that we are as green as humanly possible. Yeah. Oh, I got a comment on that one. If you look, go to the show notes from the last episode. We talked about the six layers of security in a, a Google Cloud data center, right? There's a video I linked in the show notes. And one of the things they talk about is the destruction of old hard drives, right? So they pull the old hard drive out, or they first they, they, they do a military wipe on it, they take it out, and then they have a shredder in the basement of the data center. And they've, they've got a whole chain of, you know, handover chain to get that thing into the shredder and shred it. And then they show you taking that shredded waste to recycling plant and they extract the gold and all the precious metals out of it. So that's just for the hard drives. Mm. So I would imagine that, um, you know, for, for the rest of the compute stuff, they'd have a similar um, arrangement. And that's, that's been going on for ages. Been I, going I, on for I, time, I yeah. saw that video years ago. Yeah. Other rare earth stuff that mm. you'd get out of it would be really that's right. yeah. valuable. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, just to add to that, like before, there was a question around Google being carbon neutral. I know it's to do with offsets and stuff like that, but yeah, I guess they have to be clearer about if they're going to be showing CO2 emissions in like a workspace or something like that in GCP. Yeah, because if, if they're already promoting like being carbon neutral, then yeah, it's just like I know, I've read into it a little bit. Yeah, it's about offsetting. Like they probably plant more trees to offset that already carbon being put into the atmosphere. But yeah, it's just a bit confusing to understand as a consumer. Well, I, thought, right, we'll take, I thought they were, we'll take one more. We'll take one more. I thought it was. I thought they are uh, renewable, so not like planting trees, but actually getting or sourcing power yeah. from. So if they are pulling it from coal somewhere else, they'll be offsetting, but still with yeah. from yeah, yeah. from renewable certain number of points, but not, yeah. not planting trees. I don't think. Well, they, they buy the offsets from other companies. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think also the recycling is a big part right you say like oh they're gonna bring the recycling to a waste company but where does it end up in the end and the shipping to other countries where it actually gets recycled is usually not part of it so yeah, yeah. i would always be careful with these values uh, I, it's, yeah it's not a perfect system right yeah <laughs> never is no uh and the last one here and this is an interesting one i don't initiative with deloitte uh in which deloitte and google cloud are fostering an uptake of sustainability solutions including a fleet of solutions for electric vehicles to optimise resources, telemetrics, and access climate impacts. Now, that's interesting. You could link your, uh, your, your offset and your, your sustainable tele um, uh, telemetry from your EV into something in Google Cloud. Why not? 
you could get a dashboard on your usage and yeah, yeah. I'm sure who's got a Tesla? I'm sure Tesla tell, tells you things like that. Who does? Who's got a Tesla? Is there anything like that? Did Tesla give you anything like that? Yes, it does. Okay. So the Tesla app shows you <laughs> how you've been charging your vehicle, how much of it comes from renewable energy. It's smart enough to hook into your energy provider's tariff plan. Nice. And it can tell you if you have a differential, uh, you know, energy provider plan. For example, uh, during the night, if they're using diesel generators, the Tesla app knows through your provider. So it tells you the percentage of renewable energy you're putting in your car. So mine is 100% green because it charges from solar. But when I charge it on the superchargers along long drives, it tells me how much of that energy comes from gas versus diesel versus coal. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, pretty yeah. smart. Yeah. It's probably Great. worth a question. What is your number plate? <laughs> yes. you, stole, you stole my question, Trent. I'm yes. sorry, sorry. sorry. My I'm so thrilled someone asked. It's G Cloud. G Cloud, there you go. But Google doesn't pay me to do that now. I wish they did. Awesome, guys. Well, that's, that's it for the AI Wars. Thank you very much. All right. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to play a little game. Yep. So if, if you guys uh, didn't get enough food, there's more food out there. So feel free to have some. Bring it in. Yep. Cool. All right. We'll finish up now. Um, I've been calling this pub sub trivia, but really it's a Kahoot. Um, I'm sure you guys have played Kahoot before. Um, this is where you need to get your phone out. I'm sure you've downloaded the Kahoot app. Um, what's going to happen here? This is going to give you a code and a QR code. So you can either punch the code in or scan that QR code. And we'll play a bit For those up the back, it's on the telly behind you. Pub sub trivia. Is it big enough? The, the so when you... Yeah, so... Now what we're going to do... Oh, the panellists, you need to join as well. Oh, right? Uh-oh. You need to join as well. So what's going to happen is... Uh, this is for a swag prize. Now, Kahoot will give us... At the end of the game, the Kahoot will give us a top three uh, winners. Now, uh, the object is for the audience, you guys, to beat the panel, right? So the panellists are excluded from swag. Sorry, guys. So anyone in the audience that is on the uh, podium at the end will have a, a spin of the swag wheel and win some swag. So see if you can beat our Google Cloud experts here. Thankfully, we're anonymous, so... I love some of those names. Rapid Kitten. Great Condor. Who's Epic Hair? you got to win this. Who's what? Epic Hair. Yeah, that's me. I am Epic oh, Hair. You've got a flying giraffe. See, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is everybody in the game? We're going to kick the game off, right? So this will be, yeah, there'll be some interesting questions in amongst all you say. We'll be testing your knowledge of the show, your knowledge of Google Cloud, and some uh, some random Google questions as well. <laughs> if anyone's, put your hand up if you're not in the game yet, if you're having trouble getting in. We've got one more here. I guess not. Everyone's in? 
Who we got? We've got Epic Hair, Dazzle Duck, Jaguar, <laughs> Expert Bison, okay. So you put the code or you can put the QR in. Scan the QR if it comes up. All set. Is everyone in? Yep, everyone's it. in. All right. Hands up if you're not in. Okay. All bets are off. Let's start. <laughs> all right. Kahoot. GCP Life Live. Here we go. What's this hosted on? Which GCP Life episode <laughs> did not contain any ending outtake? Got 20 seconds to answer. Honestly, don't know. It's going to be a straight up guess. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't around then. <laughs> yes, it was episode one because I couldn't be too. I was too lazy to go back and edit, re-edit the show. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly Sphinx. Oh, and, and these questions will be time response. So the quicker you answer, the more points you get as well. Doesn't How many episodes of Juicy Do Life did Ida Bailey feature as the co-host? <laughs> that won't be all like this, don't worry. That's, that, yeah, was, that, was, that was a long get a lot time ago. <laughs> a couple, couple steps in the back. Uh, yeah, it was ten. So a few of you got that right. But he was the first co-host of GCP Life, followed by Dave and followed by Andy. Which episode of GCP Life was the first to introduce the community news segment? <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Everyone's just wild steps into that. 33, 33, there we go. Alright, we get onto it now. Just guess, guys, just guess. Leverdingo. Leverdingo's on a hot streak there. Alright, where's Leverdingo? Oh, yeah, Gee. No. Clearly, clearly a, a friend of the show. Alright. In what year did Google launch the Google Cloud platform? In Australia or? No, globally. Twenty eleven, yes, correct. It was two thousand and nine. As of the fifth of October, twenty twenty three, how many GCP regions are there? Should know this one. Of course I do. <laughs> I'm all over this, people. Uh, it's 39. Uh, 39. Misread the question. Fuzzy Falcon. Where's Fuzzy Falcon? That is me. That's oh, Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, nice. Lizzie. Oh, good. Okay. That's encouraging. Yep. <laughs> Who's the director of CTO for Google Cloud Australia New Zealand? Oh, come on. Yeah, you need to know this one. I do, 
Yeah, it's sort of thing. If I get this wrong, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Four people picked Jim Courier. He's a tennis player from the 80s. <laughs> Someone's trying to be funny. <laughs> uh, it's Matthew Zolanski. Matt Z. Matt Z, yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Quail, okay. Uh, yeah, an organisation has created an e-commerce website. This is the first of our technical questions. What data on this website would be considered structured data? You've got a few more seconds to answer this one. Oh, this is the, this is a quiz out of the developers yeah. exam. Yeah, so this is directly out of the, the uh, CDL digital leader exam. CDL. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, it's in the developers exam too. Is it? Is it? Mm. Yes, product rating scores. Correct. I'm winning. Why should an organisation use VMware <laughs> Engine, GCVE? Once again, straight out of the CDL exam. Oh, you, pay uh, you, you pay your $200 bucks and i will give you some. If you give me $200, bucks, i will see what I can do. Yeah. I'll, print, sit one I'll print something out for you. Yes, of course, it's all about re-platforming virtual machines as they are. Where should you store credentials securely? Just give those to me. In your source code. Check yeah. it in the GIF. Hard coded in your source code. Hard coded in your source code right. and check it in the GIF. Plain yep. text. Yep. 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 Just 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 oh, public me. repo. On yep. your <laughs> public <laughs> repo. On your desk. Along with your service account key. Post yes. it note. Yes, use a secret manager, people. Please use a secret manager. Post it note. How would you speed up video delivery to global regions? Getting a little bit trickier now. It's got to be GKE. GKE, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic levels of consumption. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is always... There you go, enable CDN content delivery network. Yeah. Okay. Super Quail. crack into that. Super Quail's in the lead. How would you roll out a patch quickly while minimising cost and impact on end customers? From the Cloud DevOps Engineer exam. It's a canary rollout. Yep, that is the recommended DevOps way of doing I'm fine, it. Mate. Canary rollout. Mm -hmm. oh, 11. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Extractive problems. We'll do it live. How would you implement a cost-effective solution to perform batch data processing at scale? Excel spreadsheets. The DevOps exam. Excel spreadsheets. Excel spreadsheets, of course. Yeah. Write some crappy piece of code. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tougher one. Mm, they're gonna, they're gonna get tougher they're too. Harder. They're getting tougher. Yep. Twenty questions all up. Where are we at now? There we go. Sixteen. Allocate spot VMs. Yes, exactly. Yep. Save a lot of money with spot VMs. Now nah, it's gone up. Which encryption algorithm is used with default encryption in cloud storage? R five twelve, AES two fifty six, MD five, or triple dance. Mm. I don't remember. Mm. You're confident on that one. Hmm? You're confident on that no, one. Do you think? Well, straight in. I didn't even look. I just pressed the button. <laughs> 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 He's doing lucky dips. <laughs> yep. And this one, yep, out of the uh, security engineer professional exam. AES 256. Oh, yeah. I should go sit that exam. Yep. Did you say AI? AI, 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 how many are these questions? There's 20 questions. 20. Oh. We're 14. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not too many to go before we stop being embarrassed. Stop embarrassing <laughs> Where's the yeah. one on movies? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a Google Cloud Cost podcast, okay? There <laughs> we go. Yes, PCI, correct. They are getting harder and harder. Super Quail, unbeatable at the front. You need to create a GKE cluster that prevents inbound external access and allows certain nodes to have outbound internet. What do you do? This is from uh, Google Cloud Networking Engineer. This is my territory. So what's the answer? This is also one of the toughest certs out there. It's tough. It is really tough. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Hey, this one. That's easy. No, that's easy. Well, I just chose my well, own. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's CloudNet. So you set up CloudNet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Private cluster. Fuzzy Falcon on the on the march. Oy. And how do you ensure that no services will be disrupted if you have a link failure from on-prem to a Google Cloud router? Now this is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> no cure on-prem. I love how you put in a lot of like. There's only a couple. <laughs> Move on, don't worry. That, that, There'll be some data ones in a minute. Wild stabs in the dark. <laughs> Get rid of on prem banky. Get rid of on prem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'd have to agree with that one though. Well, this is hybrid. You know? <laughs> Hybrid's the buzzword. It's all about hybrid. <laughs> yeah, enable graceful restart on your on premises BGP device. Of course. Of course that's what that you do. One yeah. person got it right. <laughs> yep. Super quail. Super quail. On fire. 
How would you identify performance issues in a big table data set? No idea. Hey, 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 Trent, no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Key visualizer. Yes. To analyze performance. Of course. of course. I don't even pretend to know what that is. Neither do I. <laughs> how, how would you control costs in BigQuery and maintain the quality of results? Sorry for my grammatically incorrect sentence there, but I'm sure you understand what it means. Set it at set yep. a customized project level uh, daily quota. Yep. If 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 you're ever in doubt, quotas are quite often the answer in some of these exams. How would you optimize costs for cloud SQL instance? Google cert that the answer is quite often just staring you plain in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whenever you see recommender, go for the yeah. answer that says yeah. recommender. Select that one. The answer has a Google product in it, that's the answer, yes. right? That's when, great advice. Yeah. Last question. How would you export a large cloud SQL for Postgres SQL instance without affecting the performance of the database? And there we go, we have the podium. <coughs> Drum roll. Oh. And number one is... Woo. Super Quail, well done guys, well done. <laughs> super Quail. Alright, Super Quail, Super Quail, who's Super Quail? That's me. Uh, <laughs> is it? It's oh, <laughs> quite the whole time. Uh, Fuzzy Falcon. That is me. Oh, well done. All right. So, yeah, I hope someone I wins some swag here. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Wolf. Hey, yeah, of yeah. course, Mr. Potts. Well done. Well done. Can we have the spinner? Can we have the swag spinner, please? What about there you go, there's one, one. For, one for Mr. Fox. All right, well done, guys, well done. All right, and that brings us to the end of the show. Um, 
Yeah, what can we say? It's been awesome, guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me for like the last two hours thereabouts. Yeah, right. um, don't forget, uh, you can contact the show, uh, gcplife at casna.com.au. Uh, just Google us, you'll find us on the Casna website. Uh, we're in, um, sh- sh- well, not for much longer, um, Google Podcasts. You'll find us in uh, all, your, all your podcast apps. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for coming today. Lizzie, data, our data expert. Uh, Trent for coming up from Melbourne. Thank you. Uh, Ian, who's, my, who's always by my side on every episode. Thank you. And Troy, we still don't know what you do. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, D and a dish for MC. Thank you very much. And, uh, and Matt, Matt up the back, the silent achiever. He's he's helped us out today with the food and organising the venue. And, been awesome. and Banky, of course, a big round of applause for Banky for organising this whole thing. Good 50 on you, episodes, yeah. two years, two years, two years of it. My advice to anyone: if you want to do a podcast, don't do it. <laughs> That's the first thing work. I would tell you. Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have a good couple of years. Make sure you come and listen to the show, guys. Um, there's going to be heaps more news and stories coming out. And uh, we'll probably have a Christmas special, I reckon. Ooh, yeah, all right, we'll like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Back here again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So now that we are left with a bunch of swag, we'll do a round of quick trivia. Easy questions, I promise. And jump on the answers. Okay. Ready? So, which are some of the strange ways in which Google captures street view images? Okay. Do they use backpacks, rafts, boats, astronauts, sheep, camel, none of those or all of those? Awful. True or false? Google Maps was invented in Australia. In Sydney. That is true. Casna yeah. <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um, we do not have a work policy, so we don't have to go to the office. It's not compulsory. True or false? I would say it's false. So Mantel Group does not have a compulsory work location policy. Okay, another Mantel Group question. We have our offices in tourist places. True or false? What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> I missed it. True. Awesome. Okay, a few quick ones. One more, day. Um, one more. Yeah, so last one. Is it true that Google headquarters has a T-Rex skeleton? <laughs> true. Yeah. I'll give it a yes because it's a replica, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. thanks, guys. Cheers, thank well, thank so whoever got the right answers, feel free to pick whatever you <laughs> like. Great. <laughs> Right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, really appreciate your time. Weather was not great. Still, you made it. Uh, so one last sure shot way of winning more swag. Join Kazna. Get unlimited access to swag. <laughs>